0: Welcome to the First Thing You Think Of podcast.
1: I'm Olivia, the founder of La Casa de los magazine, a bi-monthly magazine about languages and cultures.
0: And I'm Ellie, the founder of the travel brand One Globe 360.
1: Today is the first episode of our Brazil series where we'll be breaking down the first things that we think of when we think of Brazil. We'll be breaking down the different stereotypes and misconceptions while also discussing various topics such as the favelas, the rich-poor divide, diversity and crime in Brazil.
0: We've conducted a survey asking people on their first thoughts when they think of Brazil, where they think they develop these, as well as testing their general knowledge of the country to see if they really have a deep understanding of Brazil, or if it's just that illusion of understanding that we spoke about in the last last podcast episode. This also applies to us as well. We too are learning and forming our own opinions at the same time as you.
1: So I think it's important to note here is that we both have different types of experiences in Brazil. So I'm someone who has never been to Brazil. What I know from Brazil is what people have told me, what I know from the media. And what people have told me is likely to have also come from the media as well. So yeah that's basically what we spoke about in the last podcast episode uh we know how negative the media is so that is personally what's influencing my views on Brazil but um with you Ellie is you've been to Brazil so you have that first-hand experience so it's going to be really interesting to see maybe how we differ maybe how your view on Brazil maybe changed or even stayed the same after you went there so when I say Brazil when you hear Brazil what is the first thing that you think of
0: it's such an interesting question, because to, to me, when I think of Brazil, so much comes to mind. I couldn't just name one thing. You know, I think about, um, you know, the rich culture, you know, the the fun, the colours, the carnival, you know, everything going on, the beach. You know, there's so much to think about. And I, I feel like before I went to Brazil, that was what I, I thought of. It was, like I said, the carnival, the, you know the incredible landscape the food all those different things that you see in the media and then when i went i would say certain aspects of those stayed the same in terms of my opinion and perspective and then different aspects changed in terms of how i perceived them for me a big one of those was 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 crime and i know i think we'll talk about that you know at, d- at different points throughout this episode in terms of my experience of witnessing crime in in brazil um, but yeah i mean firsthand just the immense diversity and, you know, fun, exciting country that I think a lot of people who think about Brazil sort of perceive the country to be like.
1: So would you say after going to Brazil, was it the things that changed in terms of your perspective, were they the bad things that changed? Did you, like, maybe understand them more? Or did you realise, or oh, then maybe they're not as bad as what they seem like in the media? Uh, you know, did you realise maybe there's more good things than bad? Was it a positive change in perspective
0: yeah I mean 100% overall I'd say a positive change in perspective Um, yes there were a few aspects which I'd say probably my perspective stayed the same in terms of being slightly fearful or sort of being aware of a few of a few issues but overall the vast majority of I guess the perspectives I had before going I understood them more when I was there I sort of would definitely say I changed my perspective in a positive way and I think that's very typical of traveling in general is no matter matter what perspective you have before you travel actually traveling to that country itself is the biggest education you can receive about that country and actually makes you change your perspective and actually understand why things are a certain way why things have happened what the people are like so that's why I think traveling is just so important to sort of give you that fresh perspective.
1: Yeah, I think whenever you go somewhere new you're always going to be a bit apprehensive. Um I just think in terms of countries like Brazil it's a little bit more amplified. I know when I think of Brazil, you know, I I maybe don't think of the diversity because I don't think I was aware of that as such before looking into it, but I think I did think of the crime. Maybe not. I didn't think of um specific crimes like I don't know why but I never thought of pickpocketing like specifically I-, I didn't think of like oh I don't know like murder specifically or something like that I just thought of crime in general And maybe that just goes to show how uneducated I was in it and like someone just told me one day or yeah lots of crime takes place in Brazil and I, I didn't question it um and mm-hmm. well, I don't know what else I think of really. It's yeah, it's just all things surrounding crime, like corruption in terms of the government. Um, that's what I think of with Brazil, and I think that's particularly amplified like over the last year or so with the coronavirus and how you know cor- corrupt that is in Brazil right now. Um, and I yeah. think that yeah, I think definitely. that most people would kind of think of the same as well. Uh, um, do you think that people like share our, maybe our views? I mean, we know we've done a survey. Um, and we'll be looking at that and comparing what we both think now but do you think um, maybe not so much what you think um, or what you first thought when we said Brazil because as I say you have that first-hand experience and most people don't but after the things that I think of first like first do you think that people would share my, my same views maybe?
0: Yeah definitely um, you know what you just said I, I, I can really understand in terms of conversations I've had with family and friends for example um, you know before I went to Brazil um, you know I'd have conversations about my trip and what I was going to be doing and 100% those I guess perspectives or you know worries or fears I guess you can call it of it of, of going to you know, any country let alone Brazil. Um, yeah I think they're shared by a lot of people. Um, you know and, and whether that comes from education. so for example, when I was at school um, I did geography, I learned a lot about Brazil um, in various ways. How, did that influence how I perceived it Probably? Um, then you throw in the media then you throw in being influenced by the people around you so what's really interesting is if say your parents feel a certain way about a certain country does that influence their children what what do you think do you think family and friends play a big role in influencing like the people around them in terms of going to these countries
1: such as brazil well it's interesting actually because i was watching these youtubers called naomi and ma and they went to brazil and they stayed there for about six months and um, Naomi was saying that when she first told her family that she was going to Brazil one of them was actually crying for her telling her not to go because of how dangerous it is and she was saying how that how glad she was that she did go because of all the people that she met and all the experiences that she had so I think that's just a really good example really that that person had never been to Brazil before um, but you know they they were crying on the phone and I think a lot of people wouldn't do what she did and went. They would have listened to that. Whether they'd agreed with it or not, I think sometimes we obviously feel that sense of respect to listen to our parents, uh, you know, to to not do things like that so that they don't worry about us. So I definitely think that plays a big role. But I think it also depends on you as a person. You know, if you're very strong-willed, then I think you're just going to go and you're not really going to listen to people. But it does, it takes a certain type of personality trait to be able to, you know, not agree with everyone and justify everyone and and do something like that i think
0: it's really interesting you say about that like the type of person you are because i do think that plays a big role in decision making traveling for example you know the ability to look beyond the media to look beyond um opinions and i guess perspectives from people who are close to you um and i think it's those people that truly sort of make those decisions to sort of look beyond the media and what their family is saying that they actually get those incredible educational experiences because you never know until you actually visit the country and as we've talked about before there are so many misconceptions about every country in the world every single country in the world there will be misconceptions worldwide about what it's like the, the the level of danger the people you know the culture there'll be so many misconceptions and like with my experience with brazil it wasn't until I actually went there that I, like I said, was able to change my perspective on so many different aspects of Brazil, the culture, the people, the way of life, everything. Um, So it's, I think it's looking beyond that, isn't it? It's looking beyond these misconceptions um, and truly just making your own, making your own mind up, right? Like just going to the country yourself and making your mind up um, and, and, and then educating the education then sort of, moves onwards doesn't it because after you've had your own personal experience you can go home to your parents and say actually you thought this might happen or you thought it was like this but actually I can tell you firsthand it was like this or it was wasn't like this you know that's so important.
1: Yeah definitely Uh, I can really relate to that because I think it depends on generation Um, I know my grandparents generation they very like about well they have said things about brazil before you know about people in the favelas you know obviously they are more affected in terms of coronavirus unfortunately because of their living conditions but say now like my grandparents they don't see it as that they see it they say oh it's because they're dirty they and i don't think that's because that type of generation is i don't quite know the word for it but like I don't think it's because like they're mean you know they're not very nice people Mm -hmm. but I think they were brought up in a society that kind of conditioned them to be that way and they don't ask why you know they don't ask okay so why are these people living in favelas what problem has caused them to have to live in those living conditions and I think for me kind of being brought up in that kind of um, well you know those kind of views being brought up around them I think it does take a lot to stand up and kind of like turn to my grandparents and be like I don't think what you're saying is right. I think you should you should really ask why. You should look into it more. So I do think personality traits do play a very big role. It takes a lot for someone to stand up and to say, no, I think you know we should research into this more. There's more um, to this. And that was very interesting when um, we did the survey and kind of looked at what other people thought of Brazil. I was quite surprised, um, and I'll read some out now, but I was quite surprised that although some of them were negative, some of them were more positive as well so um some people said corruption crime and poverty which is definitely linked to what i said um other people said um christ the redeemer statue rio de janeiro carnival um and the favelas um and then yeah lots of people said rio and the carnivals and some people said football as well um so i don't know about you are you surprised by some of those first things that that people thought of when you said brazil is it a bit more positive than you would have thought
0: um I'm, I'm not surprised I'm, I'm not surprised that there's a bit of a mixed reaction to it in terms of people's first things that they think of um yeah I mean if I'm thinking back to what my sort of first things I thought of when I before I went to Brazil I'd say all of these would come up you know the thought of corruption crime and poverty of course yes is that from me studying Brazil at school and and learning more about it and learning case studies and watching documentaries potentially but also I definitely had the Christ the Redeemer the Rio the carnival you know the football that sort of exciting like I was talking about at the start those exciting aspects of Brazil that everyone I think really loves and wants to experience you know football is massive in Brazil you know the carnival yeah. is the biggest event of the year Christ the Redeemer one of the wonders of the world you know there are so many exciting aspects of Brazil which I do think capture people's attention, but I don't think that they capture enough attention to stop people thinking and potentially worrying about the corruption, the crime, the poverty. When they, yeah. if they, if if they were going to travel, for example, so it's mixed, and I I, I can understand that. Um, but from my personal experience, you know, some of those negative maybe perceptions are actually not as bad as people think they are, and I can say that from experience. So it just goes back to you know. Why do we think these why why you know why do you think people have said these things? Do you think it's like we said earlier like people their sort of perceptions from family and friends that have made them feel a certain way, or do you think it's the media? Why do you think people have said these certain things?
1: well, I mean, I'm quite ashamed to say this myself, but I didn't really know what the carnival was I didn't really. Well, I think I heard of Avilas but I didn't know of them through that name. I just, like, I could picture them. I didn't really know of these things. Um, and I feel ashamed to say that now, you know, <laughs> doing languages and, you know, having a magazine about cultures and stuff. But I think, yeah, as you said, I think people really have these views and opinions and first things that they think of. Because, well, it's like these are the things that are shown more in the media, Um, And it's really nice to see those more positive things. But those are the positive things that are shown most in the media. Um, You know, you do see the carnival. You will hear about football. There are more positive things to Brazil that aren't shown in the media, but those are just the few that are. But I think even then, you know, it's not shown uh, enough. Do you think that the media is balanced in the way that it shows Brazil?
0: Uh, No, I don't think it's balanced. I think it tips more towards the negative. Which is a real shame um because there is so much to brazil that not even i i mean i know i've been i know i've been to brazil but even i haven't experienced everything brazil has to offer um i went to just i think it was three or four places in brazil um rio de janeiro in a grande um, Parati, um sort of places on the like the, on the eastern side um so there's so much more to brazil than i know than the media knows than my family knows and my friends know you know there's so much and i think it's so unfair to make generalized judgments about the country as a whole without just having that wider perspective on everything the country offers you know whether that be the football whether that be yeah. you know they had the olympics um i'm pretty sure i was right in saying they had the olympics um, a few years ago yes, you know they've hosted some incredible events they've had a lot of success in you know sport and things like that and they have such a rich culture and diversity and that's shown from things like the carnival. So I think at the moment, I don't think that the, the, the sort of the scales are balanced in terms of the, the sort of media perception of Brazil, which is unfortunate because I think if the media showed some of the more sort of positive aspects and the fun aspects and exciting aspects, I think it would in turn change people's perspectives, um which is you know everything we're talking about really, isn't it? The media and their influence.
1: Yeah, because I remember actually um watching a video of, can- of the carnival, and again, I'm afraid to say this—not afraid, but ashamed to say it—that my first thought was like, "Oh, do those people really feel safe being so close to the people? You know, you know, what about like pickpockets? What about you know crime in general?" And it wasn't even a conscious thought. It was a subconscious thought, although it's kind of been ingrained in me to think, oh, Brazil, you know, you've got to keep yourself safe. You've got to be wary of other people. I think that's really sad. Um, and it is something that, you know, kind of through educating myself a bit more about Brazil, I kind of noticed it happens less. So do you think like with obviously with a lot of countries, I think this is the case, but particularly with Brazil, do you think that we almost kind of like have a subconscious reaction when someone says Brazil
0: yeah definitely it's so interesting you say about the carnival for example because honestly truthfully I, sh- I share the same opinion even now even after I've been um I didn't actually go to, you know to the carnival when I was there it was happening I think just after I left um but I had thoughts of is it safe you know yes it sounds like an incredible thing to be a part of but is it safe will I get robbed will there be some you know yeah you just never know in terms of the crime and definitely when I was in Rio de Janeiro um, not even you know like I said I didn't go to the carnival but we went on a night out in Rio for example and I was excited yes but probably more so nervous and a little bit fearful just because of what I've heard I'd heard and just sort of being you know being there and just yeah it was more so what I'd heard and my perception um, was the night out absolutely fine and so much fun yes did anything go wrong no so it just shows that actually my initial fears and doubts were just you know probably yeah a subconscious thought of what I'd learned or known about Brazil before um, yeah. so it's just it's it's small examples like that that I'm trying to get across that actually I had a maybe a, a doubt or a fear and I actually Things worked out absolutely fine, and m- it most most often in life, whether it be traveling or traveling abroad, traveling within your own country, and you're fearful or doubt have a doubt about something, most often it's absolutely fine. Um, but it's educating people that that's the case. You know, some pe- some people might see some some incident might happen at the carnival, just one incident, you know, and the media will massively massively exaggerate or put it on the front pages, and that's what people are going to look at. You know, that's what they're going to. And then they're going to assume the whole carnival is dangerous or, you know, there's violence everywhere at the carnival, which is not the case. You know, but it goes back to the media, like we said last week, you know, exaggerating or um, just, you know, being so captured on these negative sort of words and phrases associated to an event. And that's really damaging to people's perceptions, because how, how would you feel if, if, if you saw um, an article about the carnival and it said, Um, there was an incident one person got um, got their stuff stolen would that make you think that the whole event was like therefore dangerous or would you would you keep a perspective of like oh it's just one event I'm sure it doesn't happen all the time how would that make you feel?
1: I think I would keep that perspective oh it's just one event Um, and I think that's because that's the type of person that I am now you know I do I work a lot obviously with languages and cultures is what the magazine's about Mm -hmm. so I think it's kind of ingrained with me to think in that way now but naturally I don't think it is I think naturally as we were talking in the last episode about that kind of natural instinct that's kind of been brought on us through our ancestors I think that is triggered in those situations and that's interesting actually because I was talking to my friend about this and if you think about it in your hometown there's undoubtedly places that are a bit would be considered a bit rough and that you know wouldn't yeah. go down there alone definitely wouldn't go down there at night I can definitely think of one particular place in my hometown that I just wouldn't go down um you know lock the doors if you're driving down that type of thing but me and my friends we will laugh that off you know we will obviously take into account that we don't do those things but we will just laugh it off um but for some reason when it's a place that's abroad in a different country we don't laugh it off and I mean maybe not laugh it off in terms of like oh you know someone was killed that's so funny that's not how I mean it obviously but in terms of you don't take maybe not so seriously obviously you take it like we take it seriously we won't walk down there at night and all of that but we don't let it stop us from living our lives as normal but when we put in terms of other countries we do let it stop us from having certain experiences but like if it again if it was a place in our hometown we would have those experiences but we would just be mindful that we wouldn't do those things but it wouldn't phase us generally
0: yeah it's so interesting you say that because i'd probably say i have this i have like a similar perception and and, an opinion of of that because yeah there's something about where you live isn't it where you have that level of comfort right it's it's your comfort zone you know where you live and I think when you sort of then shift that mindset to abroad you know whether it be Europe, South America, Southeast Asia, anywhere I think it takes you that far out of your comfort zone that it does change your perception and then if you have that as well as the media as well as people influencing you with 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 maybe negative perceptions. I think that is a lot to make people the way they are in terms of how they feel about a country. Do you think people are really aware of just how much the media, for example, or people around them, can only show one side of the story?
1: No, because you know as I said before like I've been surrounded by older generations and you just yeah especially when you're younger and you've been brought up that way you just kind of you know you accept what's being told to you because and I think that just goes back to like how we're brought up in general you know we just we learn from the things around us as we grow older and I don't think it's it's not really until maybe you get like till you're a teenager or something. It's when you really start to like develop your own identity and you start to question the things around you. But I think for some people, if they've been brought up in such a family or a household that is very strict on their views, it's hard to do that. And what was quite interesting from the survey with with Brazil was that most people say they don't have neither a positive or a negative view of Brazil. Um, But they believe that what they see in the media is negative and that the media forms their views, which I thought was quite interesting. So it's that they recognise that the media is negative, but it's almost as if they also recognise that that doesn't show the full picture. What do you think about that?
0: It's like a power struggle, isn't it? I think we've talked about, you know, you see the positive things, but you also see the negative things. I think that's really interesting to think about it's like we're talking about earlier when you asked me it's almost this like weighing scale right of like what's heavier is it your perspective of the negative or is it your perspective of the positive really interesting really interesting what do you think about that.
1: Yeah, I think that's something that everyone struggles with in some aspects of their lives is that, you know, nothing is wholly positive and nothing is wholly negative. Um, but I think particularly in terms of Brazil, you know, we are aware of, you know, how strong that cultural identity is. Um, you know, we're aware of things like Christ the Redeemer, which is obviously, you know, as you said, one of the wonders of the world and all of those amazing things. Um, and as well, like, as I said, you know, someone thought about football, you know, there's some amazing footballers that come out of Brazil. And I think, yeah, it is difficult to be able to recognize those things, but also to recognize, you know, the, the hurt and the pain among some Brazilians, you know, who live in poverty, who are victims of crime and corruption, and I think it's a natural thing as kind of a human to struggle with that and to comprehend both sides of the story.
0: I think it's it's really really important within this whole discussion is just like you said, having an understanding of why things might be the way they are, you know like you said people in the favelas like had something happened in their life which meant that they maybe lost money or they lost their house like there's always a reason you know that actually requires I think a bit of just like human empathy and just understanding you know and don't get me wrong like obviously there are some really bad things that happen in Brazil which you know are not excusable and are really awful Um, but I do think an understanding of why people are put in the situations they're in why they live there? Why they've done this? Just an understanding is really, really important in sort of your perception of the country as a whole.
1: Yeah, and we were talking about this when we first discussed the podcast. Is I said, you know, we kind of want to show the other side of this of the countries, and particularly with your experience um, with that bad thing that happened with you in Brazil. I remember you telling me like, do you really want me to say this though? Because you know we want to show a good side of the country, but it's it's not necessarily showing all of these amazing things that happen but it's helping people to understand why the bad happens and to just look beyond the action
0: yeah I mean I mean I'll I'll, I'll talk about it now I'll I'll give some sort of background to it so um I'll try and keep it as brief as possible because it's quite a long story but um Mm. I, I just arrived in in Rio and I was doing a group tour I arrived arrived by myself but I was doing a group tour and um I met up with two people who were in my group and um, we, were, we went to the hostel, put all our stuff away, went down to, the, um, to Cabo Cabana Beach, which is like the most famous beach in Brazil. I'm pretty sure it's what I think of when I think of Brazil as well is Cabo Cabana Beach. And um, we walked onto the beach, We had a little look around. There were a few people that approached us that were somewhat just a little bit. You were sort of cautious, let's say um, sort of. Yeah, you were cautious. That's how I'll put it. Um, and we thought, okay, this this you know this beach looks great, looks fantastic. It's a nice day. Let's go back to the hostel and get like our swimming stuff and come back and and um, just chill on the beach. So we decided we walked back to the hostel um, and just we're walking along the pavement, which obviously is just you know right next to the beach. Um, just walking along um, in a three, and um, yeah, what happens next is just I mean, it's like a blur to be honest because it just happened so quickly. But um, there was a man who was crouched down just under the trees, so who's like sort of in the shade. And he stood up and um, and approached us, and um, he approached um, one of the guys from my group, uh, American guy, Um, and um, and yeah, I mean, before you knew it, there was not just one but two people who basically put their hands in his pockets, took took everything he had, his phone, his wallet, uh, everything, um, and buried in my, you know, (laughs) he he just he'd been in in Rio for a couple of hours, like I had, you know, and this was his first experience of, of Rio, obviously an awful one. And um, so so they took his stuff and and myself and and the other guy, we sort of had to just keep walking because you could tell at that point, like, this is a really bad situation. This is where my, my, I guess, my negative perceptions and fearful perceptions of Brazil and Rio sort of started creeping in because you sort of predict the worst. So I sort of kept walking on, um, not knowing what to do. Do I go and help him? Do I get involved? You never know. You know, who this, who, who, who this robber is, what do they have on them? You just don't know. So I had to keep walking on. Um, and, and by luck, the police were driving past and they saw the incident. So they jumped out of their van um, with what I thought was a gun. Didn't end up being a gun. It was a, like a taser, like a taser gun. I'm not too sure. But it was um, not a gun, which I thought it would have been. Um, and then this is where my next perception comes in, um, which was under, I had an understanding that there were tensions between Brazilian and like Janeiro really citizens and the police. So I thought if the police are sort of being aggressive and having a gun, what other people are gonna do around us? Are they gonna fight back? Are they gonna feel like on edge? Is there gonna be something happening here? So all this happened in just the space of like 20 seconds. Um, I just remember sort of running to the side onto the, a bit of the beach and sort of just in complete um, fear and just couldn't believe what had happened. Um, so one of the robbers ran onto the beach One of them ran into the streets. So the police ran after the the guy through the streets. We basically were just told to follow them. Um, So we were just all completely, yeah, fearful and just not knowing what on earth had happened. They found one of the robbers. um, And then we then spent the next hour or so in their police van trying to find the other robber. Um, Sirens blaring. I mean, you just couldn't, you just could not... Um, you could not have just predicted this was going to happen. It was just crazy. It was almost like being in a film. That's how I can describe it. Um, couldn't find the other guy, so they took us to this um, to this like tourist police station. So this is another really interesting thing. Actually, is they have police stations for tourists who are they're on the receiving end of, of crime, which is, I mean puts things into perspective doesn't it when a country or a city has to have a police station for tourists who are on the receiving end of crime you know that to me that's it's really sad that 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 has to happen because I guess of the frequency that it does happen unfortunately to tourists um but yeah so we went to this tourist police station and um and we were there for like five hours and it ended up this man who they'd caught was on drugs, he had a knife on him, so thank goodness we obviously didn't try and help our friend because we had, I feel like a situation might have occurred with sort of maybe violence. Um, This guy, I mean, this is crazy to say, and can I just say this, this situation is so incredibly rare and honestly probably will not happen at all to anyone if they ever go to Brazil, but this guy as well, uh, we were told also murdered someone in 2013 so it shows as well the level of corruption because this this man was was on the streets. He wasn't in prison. Um, he had one of those. I don't know if you've heard, but they have like a teardrop tattoo under their eye, yeah. if um if they if you've murdered someone, which is I mean honestly awful. Um, so yeah, my my first day in Rio de Janeiro was majority sort of spent in a uh, in a police station in in Rio, sort of the outskirts. Um, and yeah, we were there for like five hours because this guy they caught had so much to him. Like, I think it was over 10 different crimes. Um, he had the knife, uh, you know, he had, yeah, he, he had murdered someone back in 2013. So I think the main takeaway from it was just being very grateful that we were safe and we were okay. Um, and, um, wow, it, it, it really shook me up in terms of that was the first day of 10 weeks of traveling for me. So I didn't just do South America, but I did New Zealand and Southeast Asia as well. And I genuinely think it made me a lot more like streetwise, if that makes sense, like just aware of my surroundings and where I was, what I was doing. And it made me very much aware of like, okay, this is 10 weeks of traveling I've got here. I need to be careful. I need to make sure my possessions are safe. I need to make sure where I am is safe. And um, yeah, I mean, it was just a crazy, crazy experience. And, um, you know, I didn't tell my parents I told them when I came home because I knew that they were probably a little bit fearful of me being in Brazil anyway. Um, and if I told them that that, that had happened, they would have just been absolutely terrified, as, I, as I'm sure any parent would have been. Um, but I was fine. I was OK. This event, it didn't happen to me personally. I was just there. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. But within everything that I've just said, there's so much of what we've talked about you know what what do you think when I say to you that they've got tourists like police stations for tourists because of the level of crime that they experience what do you think
1: I mean I'm sure many people feel the way I am right now I was just I was questioning why would I ever want to go to Brazil and I think most people would be feeling the same way as me yeah (laughs) um and that that is, it's normal, it's normal to want to protect yourself, but it's again, it's going back to that perspective of what I said, you know, the places in our hometown, like I know there was a few months ago someone was kidnapped from this place that I'm talking about, Um, but you know, we take that, we put that into perspective, and you know, we take the precautions and we carry on, you understand that you know the law of probability is that you know someone is going to be a victim of crime yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know unfortunately that kind of worked out with the person that was with you um but there are more places to brazil you know there's more things 100%, to Brazil 100%. Than that. 100%. and it doesn't happen to everyone and that is it is difficult and i think that just goes to the human mind you know it's difficult to kind of compartmentalize that and to to you know be true to all of that um Yeah, I think when I, in the survey as well, you know, I asked people, you know, would you ever visit Brazil? You know, do things kind of put you off from Brazil? And nobody said that they wouldn't. Everyone said, you know, um, you know, I would. Or some people said, you know, I would. But something that isn't linked to stuff like that. So I think that is that's really promising I think that's a, a really good thing and in terms of the story that you just said we will be looking into things more like that in future episodes and you know as you said that was the first day of I can't remember how long you're traveling for but it was the first day and especially when you know when you're young and you first start traveling you've got a lot to learn so you've got much. A lot to learn learn how to keep yeah, yourself so safe much. um and, you know that comes into it you know there's as I said we would be looking into this but these people a lot of the time you know that man he had done awful things you can't you can't justify the action but sometimes the motive doesn't justify it but it helps you to understand and I think what's the most important thing there is to not give any opportunity at all for people to take advantage yeah. of you in that way and that comes with you know being a more experienced traveler and kind of just learning things um but yeah like what do you think when nobody nobody'd say that they'd never go to Brazil you know why do you think that is I think
0: it's really encouraging that people are giving Brazil a, an opportunity you know because one thing I do really want to make clear is that was one day in Rio de Janeiro for me and the rest of my time Rio de Janeiro was fantastic like I said I went on a night out you know which some might say potentially like you know be careful etc absolutely fine You know, I did a city tour of of Rio de Janeiro, Christ Redeemer, Sugarloaf Mountain, no problems whatsoever. And one thing I do also really want to make clear is that all the other places in Rio de Janeiro, Paraty, Ilha Grande, um, were so safe, so, so safe. You know, I was walking around with my phone out, just being comfortable holding my phone, taking photos, and I felt completely safe. I felt as safe as I've ever felt traveling in those other places in, in Brazil. The only reason that I... Was just yeah. The only reason that my my fear levels, I guess, were a lot higher in Rio was because of definitely what I'd heard before I, I went there, and also because of what happened. But like I've said, it's so incredibly rare that 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 would ha- would happen. You know, it's just being aware. It's being aware of your surroundings, and you know, to be honest, I don't think we put ourselves in a dangerous position. We were literally just walking in broad daylight. It was about midday. You know, by the beach. And I think we were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, But you know, incredibly rare. Chances are, if someone listening to this right now goes to Brazil, chances are they will have a fantastic experience and they will not experience any crime. But it's just being aware, I think. And Brazil is one of many countries in the world that I think you just have to be aware. Keep an open mind, but just be aware. You know, so it is very encouraging that in the survey people said that they would go I think that's really encouraging that they've not let these perceptions and the media and stuff get in the way of wanting to travel to to Brazil um so yeah I think it's I think it's really really
1: encouraging yeah and like you know your story is gonna it's gonna form a big part of when we do talk about this topic in its in its own episode and like yeah there's a lot of questions like I think is interesting to ask you and you know we'll ask those in in future episodes but yeah you know obviously in the moment you think, oh, there's nothing we could do more. But maybe when we look into kind of, you know, the situations of these people, why they do what they do, maybe there's more that we can learn from that and kind of think, okay, you know, maybe you think, okay, you know, if I was in that situation again, we would have done this differently. And maybe just, you know, a little bit of education can can sometimes open our eyes to that, uh, um, open our eyes, Yeah. but, you know, sometimes again, you know, law probability, stuff like that is gonna happen. It it can happen in your hometown. You know, I think we've seen in the news recently in I don't know if it's is it in London with that woman yeah or something. Yeah. You know, unfortunately stuff like that don't just happen abroad. Um it does happen close to home as well, which you know it's really sad. But I think it, it also puts it into perspective for us. Um you know, this it danger, unfortunately is all around us it's not just in foreign countries you know the precautions that we take in our day-to-day lives you know more or less they are the precautions that we should take in foreign countries but the thing is when we take them in foreign countries we aren't doing them subconsciously we're doing them consciously
0: yeah no definitely it's about keeping an open mind you know danger exists danger exists everywhere you know, like you said, even where we live here in the UK, it exists in every country in the world, and it's just being aware, you know, being aware of cultural differences, you know, being aware of just, yeah, mannerisms, just the way the countries are, just being respectful and just being understanding, and if you are respectful and understanding, the chances are that you will have an absolutely incredible experience and nothing will go wrong, Um, and sometimes it's just bad luck, you know, I think my situation with you know in Rio with you know my friend who, who got his stuff taken I think it was just really bad luck like I said we we're just in the wrong place at the wrong time and um, and it was bad luck but you know when you travel there has to be an understanding that these things can happen and it's about putting things in place to make it you know least least likely that something you know make it very make you've got to put yourself in a position when you travel to make it very unlikely to 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 you know be on the receiving end of crime so whether that's just making sure that if you've got possessions on you, that they're hidden, you know, wearing, you're wearing like a money, a money bag, you know, you have things nowadays where you can keep possessions with you that are sort of hidden. Um, you know, if you're in a hostel, make sure your bag's locked away, lots of small things, just having an understanding of, you know, where your hostel is, where your hotel is, if you go out somewhere, so you know how to get back safely. If you know at night, particularly, it can be quite dangerous in a particular country or a city, Make sure you're not out at night, or if you are, you're with someone and you're close to where your hotel is. You know, it's all about making sensible precautions um, and just judging it on sort of a country to country basis because each country is different. You know, Brazil's very different to Thailand. Thailand's different to France. You know, each country is different, but it's just being aware, I think, isn't it? Um, but would would you ever go to Brazil? Would you feel nervous to tell people that you were going to Brazil if that's what where you decided you wanted to go? Yeah, I.
1: I'd love to go to Brazil personally I think what really attracts me to Brazil is the diversity you know Brazil is so diverse and I'd love to experience that because off the top of my mind I can't think of another country that's just as diverse as Brazil that might just be me being uneducated Um, but yeah I can't really think of another country like Brazil in that sense off the top of my head And that's what really attracts me to it. But I would definitely feel, well, be a little bit, and forever more than a little bit. I'd be very apprehensive to tell people I'm going to Brazil just because I know of other people's, um, you know, thoughts and opinions of it. Um, But yeah, it it wouldn't put me off going. I think I would be, uh, you know, I take a lot of precautions. I would be scared in that sense. But at the end of the day, I think I know that the experience will outweigh any fears that I have because at the end of the day it's I mean I I know it's deep but we're all people you know um you know we're all living on the same earth you know it's these although they're different nationalities you know you have different cultures different ways of life you know they're not aliens you know yeah they come from a different background they speak a different language but we're all the same
0: yeah we're all we're all the same you, you do when you try when you when you travel and when I've when I've traveled um and when I say you I just mean like anyone generally like you genuinely just realise that actually we're all the same we all just want like to be successful in life we want to be happy you want to have a good group of friends and family like that is honestly the basic necessities of happiness as, as I'd say it are genuinely just wanted by I'd say every single person on this planet And yes, things are different, like culture, religion, language, but those differences are what makes the world we live on so incredible. Like wow. If I just think about the diversity in the world, that makes me so excited to travel and like see more of the world. Does that make you excited in general? So like not even just Brazil, but in general, because you know the diversity that there is in the world. Does it make you like sort of brush off in a way those sort of maybe negative perceptions and fears and just think, what an incredible opportunity there is to just yeah travel for me. It just world. makes me
1: really excited to you know meet other people, hear their stories, see their way of life. um That just is what makes me really excited, and you know, being a linguist as well. um You know, the language itself, maybe not in terms of learning the language um, to speak it, but you know, just the history, you know, the way they communicate with each other and the the differences in my culture compared to their culture. And, you know, I love history as well. So kind of seeing that part of the country, because I think what we forget is that all of our histories are united. They're they're all linked. So actually, by going to other countries, we can learn more about ourselves, our country, our culture. And I think that's easy um, to forget.
0: No, 100%,
1: 100%. Um, and in terms of like the influence of the media, I know
0: that I know we've spoken, we spoke a lot in the first episode about this, but it's also really important in terms of Brazil specifically. Um, and just, you know, mentioning the survey of all those who answered that have never been to Brazil or they don't, you know, they don't know anyone who's from there or has links there, they state that their opinions are formed from the media and the views of other people, which are also likely, of course, to have been influenced by the media. Um, you know, as we've just spoken about the reservations some people may have when going to or thinking about going to Brazil and the reactions of other people do you think our generation now has a massive responsibility in sort of educating I guess older generations like you said earlier with your grandparents do you think we need to take responsibility to sort of provide that education
1: yeah I think I think this generation you know Obviously, in terms of traveling the world, it's much more accessible to us than previous generations than that of my grandparents. Um, In a lot of ways, um, you know, by traveling there, that is one way in which it's much more accessible to us now. And we see a lot of, obviously, travel YouTubers now, um, you know, mentioned a few of them and spoken about them. And, you know, you wouldn't have that in, like, my grandparents' generation. And you hear of a lot more people going to... Um, visiting every country in the world and it's you can obviously only learn so much through the media which we spoke about before and you, know, you can only also learn so much through documentaries it's first-hand experience that is the most valuable and first-hand experience is more accessible to us to our generation now that it has been to to any other generation so I think it's it's really important to do what me and you were doing and to just stand up and say Okay, so why is this happening? You know what what is going on the back in the background beyond what we can see in the media or beyond what people are telling us, and sometimes even beyond what we see when we go to these countries. You know, I'm sure when you go to Brazil, you know, you see the favelas. It's quite easy to just go like, oh, that, that's a favela, like, and and not think about it again. I guess, but I do think it's it's our responsibility to stand up and to to ask why and to be inquisitive because more than ever than we ever have had before we have the tools to be able to do that now so I do think it is our responsibility
0: and you mentioned like we have the tools what do you think we can do to take responsibility for this education as a generation what do you think we can do so you mentioned travel youtubers there are blogs you know what do you think we can do as a generation to change the way people think about traveling and different countries
1: Yeah, I think it just all goes back down to to ask why. And there's so many different ways in which we can ask why. And you named a few there, you know, um, in terms of Brazil, you know, reading blogs about Brazil, watching documentaries on Brazil. Um, You know, if you read something in the media about Brazil, then going off and doing those things, you know, watching YouTube videos. And if you think about it, all of those things, all of those sources, they answer our question of why. So, yeah, I think it it all goes down to that. And, like, whatever way is best for you to be able to answer that question of um, you know, we should do that. So for some people, that means travelling. You know, some people, travelling isn't an option. So stuff then, like, blogs and YouTube videos, they are the alternatives. Do you think also
0: as well, like, people's knowledge of Brazil in general? So I know, we we, you know, within the survey, for example, questions about what, what the capital of Brazil is and questions about ethnicities. Do you think people's knowledge or sort of lack of knowledge I guess do you think that plays a big role in in the sort of perception of of, of like going to Brazil as a whole
1: well I mean when we were looking at other people's um, first thoughts about Brazil towards the start of this you know I said before I hadn't really heard much about the carnival or you know stuff like that and that was really because you know I wasn't educated so the first things that I thought of were these very negative things and I know we're going to be looking into this now with um, some of the answers from the survey but in general I didn't have a very good general knowledge of Brazil but I thought I knew what went on with that country I thought oh it's very corrupt you know a lot of poverty a lot of crime but really when we go back to the general knowledge of Brazil I like many people who answered the survey we hardly knew anything and again I think that goes back to what we were speaking about in the last episode is that illusion of understanding and I think I definitely became victim to that because I thought I knew what was going on but you know give me a general knowledge quiz about Brazil and I wasn't going you know I wasn't going to get one mark <laughs> it's it's so interesting because you know like I
0: said I, I studied Brazil at school a little bit but even I like didn't know the answer to some of the questions like even some of the the answers have like surprised me like you know I didn't know You know I think a massive misconception is the capital of Brazil you know most people think it's Rio don't they like Rio de Janeiro which is I think not a bad thing at all I think Rio de Janeiro almost presents itself as the capital just because of the way it is but obviously it's Brasilia which is the capital um it's quite like Australia I think isn't it where Canberra is the capital but obviously people think Sydney I think most people think Sydney is the capital um of Australia so that's an interesting one um Yeah, there seems to be like a general lack of knowledge surrounding Brazil. So, you know, a lot of people got the answers wrong or unsure, like, you know, we've both said we were, yet they still know about crime,
1: poverty, corruption. What do you think this proves? Well, I think that just proves again, like what I said about that illusion of understanding is we read the media, we think we know what's going on in Brazil, but we actually don't. So when we did ask in the survey, you know, what is the capital of Brazil? even the people who answered with Brasilia, they either put slash Brasilia slash Rio, but Brasilia with a a question mark. So it's like, yeah, it's like someone's told them maybe, oh yeah, you know, Rio is in the capital of Brazil, but they haven't really gone in and like researched it. Um, You know, they just kind of left it as it is again. They haven't asked that that question why. Um, And I think it's also important, you know, we're breaking down these misconceptions. So um, where Rio was the capital for ages, um, but because the city was so crowded, you know, uh, you know, government buildings, heavy traffic, you know, I guess kind of like what you think with London, like being a you know bustling city, they decided to create a new city which was specifically made to be the capital, um, and yeah, it cost about two trillion U.S. dollars. Wow, um, and it became oh, the capital wow. on the twenty first of April, um. 1960. And that's really interesting because the fact that it's man made, that's crazy. I just think that's really interesting. And I don't think that's uh, something that many people know. Obviously, a lot of people weren't too sure when they answered the survey. So I definitely don't think that, you know, they'd know that. And I think it's surprising how much they spent on it because my first thought was Brazil has that much money, (laughs) (laughs) which I know is stupid. Like, Brazil's got a massive economy, especially, um, I think it's Sao Paulo. Um, but when you think of a country that's so corrupt, you don't. Tell, well, I guess it all depends. When I think it's more so with poverty. When you think of like poverty in Brazil, I don't tend to think of that they have that much money to spend on things. But yeah. I think what's important to kind of keep in perspective there is that the people and the government are separate. Yeah, you know they're not the same. Yeah. So in terms of that, it's going to yeah. It that's
0: crazy. I, I genuinely had no idea. You learn learn something new every day. It's it, it's crazy. That that's yeah.
1: crazy a lot of people as well didn't know that um, brazil was part of the BRICS countries did you did you know that I didn't know I didn't know that no yeah so I didn't know that either I didn't I never heard of it myself so the BRICS is um a group made up by five major emerging countries so it consists of Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa and together, these countries represent about 42% of the population, um, 23% of the GDP in the world, um, and 18% of the global trade. And they've kind of made up these countries and put them into that acronym because um, people, well, economists believe that these four nations will become dominant suppliers of manufactured goods and servita- services and raw materials by 2050. So these are the emerging economies of the world um and brazil really surprised me about that you know did that surprise you i'm trying to work out if it does or
0: not if i'm being completely honest no just because i know of you know it's 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 population it's landmass, it's it's diversity it's it's natural landscape all of those contributing factors i think will make makes it what it is in terms of what you just said it's being part it's part of this i guess like organization I don't know whether you want to call it between these these countries so no it doesn't surprise me actually because I think it is it very much is an emerging country it's, it's got a lot of potential as a country a lot of potential and I think you know it's just getting a, the government or the right sort of people in that country sort of sort of untap that potential if that makes sense to sort of yeah do, do the right things with the economy and the politics and everything like that that sort of is the makeup of the country and if those things are done right yeah, does not surprise me that it's up there with the likes of China, India, South Africa, you know, 100%, 100%.
1: Yeah, I think whether or not that surprises you is down to how educated you are on the country. Yeah. Like, yeah. It surprised me because, you know, I didn't really know much about Brazil as a whole. So what I knew was what people had told me what i read. And, you know, you haven't seen that in the news Um yeah so that really just goes down to how educated you are and that just shows like how education on different countries and cultures is is so vital to how you see it I mean I think one of the biggest misconceptions um uh, you know that surrounds Brazil is the language yeah what do you think 100% you know so many people um
0: said to me before I went like oh when I said like because obviously I, I did go to Argentina Paraguay and Uruguay which in which they speak Spanish so people knew I could speak Spanish there. Um, So obviously I did uh, Spanish at school and I was doing it at university after my gap year. Um, But people also made comments about Brazil, be like, oh, you could speak Spanish in Brazil, right? And I was like, no, no, (laughs) no. Like they speak Portuguese. I think it's a real misconception. People assume that all of South America, they speak Spanish when actually Brazil, they they speak Portuguese. Like I I did not hear a word of of Spanish when I was there. So, That's really interesting as well. Why do you think that? Do you think people just assume because they think, oh, South America, Spanish? Do you think that's why people assume?
1: Well, I'll go on and after I, you know, I'll explain why, because I think that's really interesting and kind of puts it into perspective. But I think, yeah, most people assume that and it does go back into history, which I said I'll explain now. But also there was one person um, who put in the survey that they speak Brazilian. And I think that is another... Um, misconception is that Brazilian isn't a language it is a nationality yeah I mean it is I don't know if dialect dialect's the right word but I guess it's a it's a type of Portuguese you know Brazilian Portuguese but it's not a language in itself I think that that is important um, misconception to break down there th- that is definitely one I knew before I mean my friend will know who I'm on about yeah. you know <laughs> I wasn't quite too happy with her about that but there we are so yeah going back to like spanish um i think yeah it is it's because of the geography you know all of the countries like surrounding do speak spanish and a lot of these things it's really interesting that they do just date back in history so um in the 15th century christopher columbus and other explorers he discovered the new world so then um, there was a land grab that took place between spain and portugal um it resulted in the signing of a treaty called uh, the Treaty of uh, Tordesillas, and you know they obviously then split the land. So Spain was given um, rights to all the lands west of the line of demarcation, while Portugal was given everything to the east. So that is why Brazil speaks Portuguese, and the rest kind of speaks yeah speaks Spanish. It goes back to like everything is is dated in history, and I think you know you're not going to know that unless you've educated yourself on it. So because people haven't educated themselves on that, they, they have misconceptions. It I think
0: the language is one of the the sort of most in, interesting misconceptions, I think. I don't know how you feel about it, but, you know, there are misconceptions, again, about, um, you know, it being the largest country in South America and, you know, people not being aware of just how diverse it is. But I, I think, to me, the language is actually one of the biggest misconceptions. And I think really important, because obviously you know we're we're massive you know big big sort of yeah lovers of languages and we think they're really important and um it it forms part of of identity doesn't it and part of the culture so if if people if people have got a misconception about language they must have maybe misconceptions about the culture and the identity of a country I don't know something something to consider definitely you know and you know ethnicity as well which I know we've we sort of looked at within the survey you know people having misconceptions about um, yeah different different ethnicities and, and races that, that are in Brazil it's so interesting you know we look at let's look at some of the examples so indigenous peoples everyone selected that Africans a few people selected Portuguese people everyone selected Italians nobody selected Japanese nobody selected and actually interesting facts about um, Japanese the Japanese people in, in Brazil um, I think there are um I can't remember the exact number of Japanese people in Brazil but there's the most amount of Japanese people outside of Japan in Brazil so in terms of all the other countries in the world um they have the biggest number outside of Japan in Brazil so interesting yet you know nobody nobody selected it in terms of the survey what do you think about that?
1: Yeah I think I was really surprised to see Japanese and Italians um being that because especially like Italians well obviously with Japanese as well but with Italians like geographically they're so far away I think with Spain I can kind of guess that and I'd, I'd make an uneducated guess there in terms of like just you know the country surrounding it not because I've read up on it or anything but yeah I was really surprised because I just I don't, again that goes down to education isn't it unless you've read on that you're not you're not going to know um, and you know beyond those specific nationalities. It's really interesting to see, um, you know, indigenous people because that consists of like so many different groups Um, and when I looked it up actually indigenous people live in every state of Brazil and they represent uh, 305 different ethnic groups and 274 indigenous languages Um, and for the magazine this month actually we did um, a few pages on one of the languages and it was so interesting and yeah it's just it was so fascinating how like how just small groups can make their own little language I mean, I know it's life and stuff like that, but I think in our country, it's not something that we're really exposed to. It's only something that you see in countries like Brazil.
0: I think what's really interesting is 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 just appreciating, like I said, that language and ethnicities make up so much of the identity of the country. And if people are falling at the, this, this stage with their misconceptions, what else are they sort of misjudging, you know? and um it all goes into that sort of idea of education isn't it if people are more aware of these facts and figures and everything like that i think it changes a perception of a country you know it makes people more interested there's more in you know they're intrigued about like you know the indigenous people and the different ethnicities you know to me as a travel lover that really intrigues me and makes me think oh that's so interesting like i'd love to find out more you know about about that and and talk to local people and, and that sort of thing. Um, what about you? Does, does that make you sort of more interested to sort of potentially travel to Brazil? No, now you know all these sort of, all this bit of all these informa- you know, information and facts, facts and figures and statistics and, and stuff. Does it make you sort of more intrigued to find out more about Brazil?
1: Yeah definitely so much so that I've actually kind of forgot about the story you said before you know I've kind of forgotten about all of those bad things Um, they're not at the front of my mind anymore I'm more interested in this diversity and finding out more about that and you know I found it so interesting after watching documentaries and stuff that that is going to form part of our next um, podcast episode Um, we're going to be looking more into the diversity of Brazil and yeah we've been watching very um, interesting videos um, and it's definitely something I think is going to surprise a lot of people it definitely surprised me so yeah we're just going to be looking at like you know the different people that are in Brazil um, the different ethnicities you know we've obviously said said them here but I think it's more so you know why are they there how prevalent are they because it's you know it's easy to say oh yeah there's there's Japanese in in Brazil but it's like to what extent and I know you said a figure there that it's the second is it second biggest or one of the biggest community the the biggest community outside of Japan or yeah, something like that. I believe it's um, the biggest
0: yeah I believe it's the biggest yeah.
1: um you know I think that obviously that's something that provokes interest it's definitely something that provokes interest in me I think it's going to be really interesting to kind of discuss you know to what extent how is that shown in Brazilian society you know the prevalence of people with Japanese heritage it's, it's definitely something peculiar not something I would have thought that we'd be discussing when we're going on about Brazil and I'm sure a lot of people would would think the same so that's really going to be a, you know a very interesting episode to discuss.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, tune in for the next episode where we'll be talking, you know, as Olivia said, all about ethnicities. And I think, you know, delving a bit deeper, right, into sort of the history and the background and maybe why certain misconceptions are are the way they are relating to ethnicities and and race, you know, in Brazil. Um, Something that's really interesting to consider and really interesting to talk about and something that's really, I think, very valuable in the overall identity of brazil um so yeah thank you so much for listening um it's been a fantastic conversation hasn't it it's been brilliant i hope you guys have enjoyed yeah. hope you guys have enjoyed listening and um yeah thank you so much and we will see see you for the next episode